buddy Beth Wee in the studio, ready for the crew chat too. I had, I've invited some of my crew here with me today to talk about some important parts of that first time getting clean and sober, staying that way. Some of the things we hear about, but no one ever really explains to us. So we have Missy, Jackie, and Donald in the house. Welcome, everybody. Hi, Beth. Hi, Beth. Hello. So we hear that you're supposed to go to meetings, and meeting makers make it. We hear all these things about the importance of attending 12-step group meetings. What do you guys think about that? Is that a bunch of bunk? Is that something serious? And if you do believe in them, I want you to talk about another thing we hear about, the meeting before the meeting and the meeting after the meeting. You know, the meetings for me is, um, it's an opportunity to develop some social skills, meet people. You know, my disease had me isolated and meetings allowed me an opportunity to meet like-minded people, people who were um, actually dealing with the same life challenges and, uh, you know, going to a meeting uh, I would sit in the same seat, and people would come in who were new. They would recognize that person sitting in the same seat. It allowed me an opportunity to, you know, tell a little bit about my story, hopefully make them feel comfortable. So, so meetings are really important to see that you're not alone in this journey, that there are other people who are there just like you for the same reasons you're there. And uh, you develop a network. I have a network today that I never had in, in the past. You know, my friends are friends in recovery and I see them in social settings, I see them at the meetings. So that was a big aspect for me that I never had in the past because my disease kept me so isolated. Yeah, isolation is a big part of addiction. So the meeting. You know, in the, in the beginning for me, it was really difficult for me to go to a meeting and I, I was in such denial of my disease that I really didn't even want to go to meetings, didn't want to be there. So I would show up to a meeting late so I wouldn't have to face anybody or talk to anybody. I would leave five minutes before the meeting ended so I didn't have to talk to anybody and do that socialization thing. And then when I got serious about um, a program in the 12-step meetings and got a sponsor, which is highly recommended, my sponsor made me get to the meetings at least 10, 15 minutes earlier because I wasn't a punctual person, so it helped me with my punctuality as well. Get involved in the meeting and then stay after the meeting. Um, and it, just to, to socialize with other people, like-minded people, go out and have coffee, go out to dinner. There was a meeting that I attended in the Keys where I got sober that every Saturday night we would dominate this restaurant, this hotel. And that's how I develop my social skills. That's how I, I work on being more open with other people. You learned how to talk to people just about anything. Not, Everything. Not, you didn't just talk about recovery, right? Or no, did you? no, 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 no. We, we did things outside of AA. It wasn't all about recovery. It was the, the happy aspects of like, let's go fishing. Let's go out on the water. Let's do things together. Because I didn't think I could do anything without alcohol. I didn't think I could go fishing on, you know, without any alcohol. So I had to learn how to do all these things over again and be happy 
doing them. And it started by going to meetings? By going to meetings. That's how I developed a network. And I got to be honest with you, I stayed with a friend of mine who lived down in the Keys for 25 years. I had been with her for about five days and going to a meeting every single day. Pulled up to the gas pumps. There was somebody from AA. And I'd be like, hey, how's it going? She's like, how do you know them? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. She's like, you have more friends down here than I have found in 25 years. But that's the network because they get me. They understand. They understand me. Yeah. Well, in the beginning, I didn't, I was, I had stopped using. I was in a, a outpatient program and I didn't, I had gotten the booze and the drugs out of my system. But, and I saw no need to go to meetings, right? Uh, I, the outpatient program had explained it to me to my satisfaction I thought I understood alcoholism and uh, I saw no reason to go to meetings what were they going to do <clears throat> but if I didn't go I was going to be kicked out of the program so I had to go to three meetings a week and I didn't go uh, you know running in there skipping and uh, thinking that I was going to have a great time I went in because I had to so I was rather surly and uh, certainly um, not willing to, to participate. And what happened uh, is number one, um, I heard a guy talk about blackouts and I experienced blackouts and I hadn't talked about that with anybody else. I hadn't heard, I'd always thought of it as a joke sort of, and it was something my friends and I used to laugh at, at the next morning. And hearing this guy talk about blackouts made me realize that um, helped me understand the disease of alcoholism, that that was a symptom that I had. So if I had the symptom and he had the symptom and he'd been sober for a couple of years, now I sort of understood that alcoholism was a disease and I've seen it in other people and now I can start to look at it in myself. That's, that was the beginning part of meetings for me. Mm -hmm. And, and <clears throat> going every day was a surrender. I had a daily surrender to, to to say that, okay, I can't handle this on my own. I need help. And so I'm going to go every day for one hour, even if I don't like it. And that was proof to me that I was willing to change. And the fact that I did do it um, had so many unseen consequences, you know, for the better. Uh, like Missy and Jackie said, I got, a, I started to be able to talk to people, um, and, and really, you know, I, all I wanted to do was have somebody like me. That's all I wanted. And when I went to the AA meeting, the one meeting that I went to, there were people there that said good morning to me in the morning who I didn't know. And there were people that uh, clapped their hands when I, was success, when I had success stories. And there were people that had um, put their arm around me and said, don't worry, it'll, get, it'll be okay when there was problems. And I, I didn't have that in my life that so so the meetings it, it started a way of life it started a way of life with other people did you find after you started uh, attending meetings regularly and you were able to talk to people more comfortably did that help you in other areas of your life with people that weren't in the program absolutely um, when Donald was speaking I was reminded of you know accountability um, you know, I was never accountable for anything or to anyone. But with the going to meetings, you know, I developed discipline. 
and accountability, something I lacked. There was no, none in my life. So, you know, saying, like Donald said, I'm going to go to meetings every day even if I don't like it. That's discipline, you know, that's accountability, and it was definitely something that I was lacking, so, yes. And, and how about um, breaking out of the isolation? At first, it was easier at meetings because the people, did you hear people that talked about things you never told anybody? Yeah, I did, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, after a while, I started to hear people share my story. Their experience um, was exactly what I was experiencing. And if they could get through it, then I knew there was a chance, a possibility I could get through it. So each meeting I went to, I heard something different. And all those little pieces started to add up. And I started to feel better about myself by listening to others. How about that? Um, you know that you'd have those days where uh, you just felt like you were on edge and, and, uh, and all you could think about was drinking and you were so close and, and nothing was going right and all of a sudden you got to go to the AA meeting and there was this relief for an hour. Mm -hmm. This sort of burden got taken off your shoulder. It was such a uh, haven or a, a, a place of security for sanctuary. just... Sanctuary. A sanctuary, Absolutely. thank you, for just an hour. I felt so good just being... I didn't care what they talked about. I just knew that that was a safe place. I wasn't going to drink. And, I, and, and there were people there that weren't going to cause me that anxiety that I felt in my work or at home or, or driving around, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it was. It was just mm -hmm. such a relief sometimes, not every time, mm -hmm. but boy, there were days when I walked in and I was like, oh, thank God I'm here. You know, you've, been, you've all been talking about attendance at meetings and about make, building a network none of you have mentioned what you heard in the meeting. It's very wonderful to hear that the attending the meetings itself is part of the salve that heals the, the wounded soul of the addict. But what about the content of the meetings? Does the content of the meetings ever help you maintain your sobriety? I've never listened, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> really? They say stuff in the meetings? No. I, I was told early on, if you stay long enough, somebody will tell your story. <laughs> and uh, that, that's been my experience. They're, um, you know, I, identifying, not comparing, is, is key. Talk about that. What does that mean? Uh, well, for me, it's like, uh, have, I ha have I experienced something similar? Um, can I identify with that person who um, lost a parent, lost a child, and they're at a meeting rather than at the bar? Can I identify with the emotions wrapped up in that? Yes, I can, because I have experienced that. And no matter what, I didn't have to pick up a drink because there are like-minded people there. Um, it, it's, it's been death, divorce, all these tragic things that happen to us in life, and we hear others say what they did and how they stayed sober, and how they found, uh, you know, that it was a perfect time to lean into the, you know, the God of their understanding rather than to lean on the bar. So, I've had those experiences. So identify, not compare. What else? Well, how about uh, the other kind of meeting where you go even though you don't want to be there. I can't explain the, it's, a, it's something that's not tangible that happens when I'm in that room 
as a result of, I guess, the group of us being there, as a result of us all having some kind of higher power, I can't, I don't know why it happens, but it just has to do with the fact that um, something unseen happens to me, something intangible when I'm there. So even when I don't want to go, uh, or even when I'm not even wanting to be there, it's giving me a benefit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, know, you know, the comparing and relating rather than comparing was big for me in the beginning because I always had to one-up somebody and I would hear what they were saying and I would say, well, I did something worse or I, I can't relate to that because I did that. When or I I'm not that bad. I'm not that bad. So I might not belong here. Or you don't get how bad it is for me. Exactly. I don't feel like I have to be here. That d denial runs so deep. So when I started to relate instead of pointing out people, you know, their faults, their character defects, then I really could identify that I had the same problems. That's yeah. important. Yeah. So we're talking today with the crew about the importance of attending meetings. And so far, we haven't even really scratched too much on experience, strength, and hope, what you hear in the meetings. But we have talked about becoming accountable, uh, breaking isolation, uh, living into your new life, watching other people succeed where you haven't had that chance yet. So meeting makers make it. Are we all kind of in agreement of that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, this crew, I know you all personally, and you've all been sober for, uh, for years. You all have years of sobriety. Let me ask you this. Do you still attend meetings regularly? Absolutely. Um, for me personally, I like a book study, a step study, and a discussion, and um, a lot of times someone telling their story because uh, it helps me to bring it home and identify with the speaker. And, um, you know, the steps and the book keep me sober. And uh, uh, I think for me, yeah, definitely uh, it, it's a big part of my life, and I, I, I don't want to lose that. It's a tool in the toolbox. Going to meetings is a tool in my toolbox. It gets me out of self. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying. And also, I see you, Missy, you use it for a service opportunity. I, it's rare that you arrive at a meeting without somebody foreign in your car. <laughs> <laughs> I like the newcomer. I was taught early on, you know, go up, shake their hand, give them your phone number because they're going through what you went through on your first day. Yeah, it's so important to make that person feel welcome because I know if, if nobody said hello, why would I go back? They don't care, right. you know, and if you go up and introduce yourself and, you know, say, you know, I hope to see you tomorrow, you know, that, that means so much to somebody who's out there mm -hmm. on their own. Yeah. You hear it a lot in meetings too. This is my medicine. I have to go to a meeting. I don't have to. I get to go today. I want to go today because that is my daily reprieve. That is my medicine I take today. Beautiful. I still have all the different kinds of meetings I talked about. I still have the ones I can't wait to go to. I have the ones that are a sanctuary from a hard day, and I have the ones that I don't want to be there, and I would just as soon be somewhere else, but I know that I have to take uh, my medicine, like Missy said. And um, I... They're a, a leg of my sobriety. If, I, if my sobriety was a three-legged stool, I won't go into all three, but one of them is meetings. I can't do without them. 
And uh, I tried it. I tried doing it without meetings, and it was a very bad time in my life. And um, I would no more go without it than I would go without food. And you know I don't go without food. <laughs> <laughs> they, they can't see you, but okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for being here. It was a great discussion on the importance of meetings and what they do. I hope you guys will come back and we'll chat some more. Yeah, thanks. thanks. Thank you. It's time to take addiction out of the shadows and shine the encouraging light of recovery on everyone affected. Good Seed Podcast is powered by BethWE.com, a nonprofit ministry based in Vero Beach, Florida. We'll start the uncomfortable conversations that turn despair into hope and complacency into action. Connect, communicate, and thrive with us. Check us out online at BethWE.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk again soon.